When you were a kid, did you go to summer camp? Did you have an imaginary friend that your parents found just a bit ridiculous? Well then, you are not so different from our hero, Jojo Betzler. Jojo is just like every young kid. He's growing up in a world that he doesn't fully understand while searching for the place he fits in. Will he blend in amongst the masses, or will he find his own way? I'm James Hockenjoes, and this is The Rewind. Hey guys, this is Jimmy, and you're listening to The Rewind, presented by House of Happy Podcast Network. Your scientists are so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they just stuff they got the shot. Never tell me the odds. The Rewind. The Rewind. The Rewind. Live from Suffolk County. Take it away, Jim. Well, that's a hell... It's The Rewind. And and on this episode, we're going to do Taika Waititi's 2019 black comedy, Jojo Rabbit. I don't think there were any black people on that movie. No, there wouldn't be. It's well, Nazi Germany. Yeah. Oh, There's not okay. many of them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. In we, that area at that time. So. Got it. Yeah. Got I it. I meant more specifically the genre, black comedy or dark comedy. Well. I guess dark comedy dark. is a better, better I'm way. I'm almost positive it's labeled as black comedy. Yeah, it is, but it might have been switched since, uh, you know, we're in, we're in PC culture well, now. You get it. It's a dark comedy. Should we just do this over? Should we just <laughs> no. start this one over? No, no, no. You're the one on the wire now, Colin. It's black comedy. So. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, dude. This isn't black dynamite. Don't. Let's not even mention that movie. <laughs> I still have PTSD from that, so let's just not. <laughs> Great film. Mm-hmm. Uncle so, Jai White is opening up a studio in Connecticut called Gigantic Studios. Just throwing that out there. Are they only going to make kung fu films? I didn't even think about that, but hopefully. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Dude's awesome. Oh my God. All right. So let me just get right into this. So um, Taika directed it and wrote it. Uh, and it was based on Caging Skies by Christian Loons, Loons or something like that. I'm not sure what the last name is. The cinematographer is... Mihai. Mihai. I forget his last name. Malamir, Malamar Jr., I think it is. Malamar. Mm. I'm so bad with names. For being someone who does this for a living, I'm horrible with names. Um, editor was Tom Eagles. Cast Roman Griffin as, as uh, oh, sorry, Roman Griffin Davis as Jojo. Uh, Thomasine McKenzie as Elsa. Scarlett Johansson as Rosie. Taika Watiti uh, as um, Adolf Hitler. Sam Rockwell as Captain Klenzendorf. Is that right? Am I saying that? Sounds that sounds right. I think that's right. I think I'm just going with Captain K. Captain K. Um, <laughs> Rebel Wilson. Ooh, Captain K. I, that's one of my favorite scenes. He's so good. Rebel Wilson as Fraulein Ram. Alfie Allen as uh, Freddie Finkel, I think it is. It's like, it's Finkel, I know is his name, but it's like something. Captain K's bitch? Yeah, that Captain guy, K's The bitch. guy who doesn't speak it's a bitch. line? Stop, they're like. Line, lines. he speaks a lot of lines. Does he? Yeah. I feel like he he does... says, woo, Captain K. Yeah, and he then does, he has, yeah. like, how other he ones. He does so much face acting in this movie. He's we'll get phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Stephen Merchant as Deertz and uh, Archie Yates as Yorkie, who I love him. He's probably one of my favorite ones in the movie. Yeah. So freaking cute. Uh, runtime was 108 minutes, which was about an hour 48. Uh, rated PG-13. Release date, November 8, 2019. Budget. Any guesses? 
40. No. Fuck. Can I get like a... No, he gets a down. You, you chose you, to go first. 27. At, no, but you're closer. 14. Estimated 14 million. So pretty, <sighs> actually fairly low budget film. Yeah. Um, considering what they did with it. And where they shot, they shot, I'm pretty sure they shot most, well, oh, I have it right Warsaw, now. Right? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of, no, no, it was in the Czech Republic. <clears throat> they uh, shot all in the Czech Republic. Uh, box office, I have opening weekend and worldwide numbers. Opening weekend, 500,000. Nope. Nope. Hmm. Opening weekend? Yeah. I gotta stop guessing first, this is bullshit. <laughs> Well, that I didn't ask for a lifeline on this one. Seven hundred and fifty thousand. No, it's an indie film, super indie. It was three hundred forty-nine thousand five hundred fifty-five dollars. Oh, Prices right, bitch. Yeah. So worldwide. <laughs> uh, worldwide was significantly. All right. Higher. That's on you. Seventeen and a half million. No. Up oh, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I want to hit 40 again or go 80. So I'm going to say 67. 90 mil. Fucking A. <laughs> Should have went 80. Good job. Good job. <laughs> so location was the Czech Republic. Do you know the camera? The camera? Yeah, because you know this film pretty well. No, I don't know the camera. Ari Alexa, oh. SXT. Uh, awards, uh, we'll go into awards later. And yeah, so that's pretty much. Do you want to go into facts now too? No, no, no. We're gonna to... do the old first time you saw it. Yeah. Gage, you go first. I was on a fucking plane. I just really I knew about from this where movie. to where. I just uh New York to L.A. And I just saw red it there. eye. No, no, no. Just early morning. And then um. Yeah, it just popped up on the screen, and I said, "I know about this one. I'm gonna watch that because it seems like." Something that I don't need to like watch on my couch in like the correct setting. And it was fucking awesome. It's a, I mean, solid plane movie. You're gonna watch a movie on a plane. Yeah. But then I've good. watched it like two or three times since. Like, you pick up on little things here and there too in this one. Oh, yeah. I've seen it a bunch of times mm -hmm. now at this point. Um, score it. Eight nine. Eight nine. Eight nine. Okay. So um this was a movie that you had told me you gotta watch Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. You gotta watch Jojo Rabbit. I'll tell that to anyone. And you've been you were hounding me on it for a couple of weeks and, and we looked and it wasn't on anything. It wasn't it wasn't on any of the apps. Yeah. You can only buy it and and I was like, uh ah, nah, you know, not yet, not yet, biding our time. And then sure as shit, it comes out on HBO Max. God bless HBO Max. <laughs> so the first time the first night we saw it on HBO Max, we watched it. Incredible. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's so funny. It's well done. It's you know, because we're talking about a delicate thing here, talking about World War II mm -hmm. and Hitler youth groups, it's a delicate subject to be funny about. Yeah. So I think they did a lot of things the right way. I'm giving it a 9-3. That was my first rating. And then I started thinking about some technical aspects that we could get into. But um, Yeah, so I watched it. We watched this together, me and James. And 
I loved it. I mean, I've been huge World War II buff. Like, I, I just know a lot about it, specifically about, like, Nazi regime and, like, what they did and how they manipulated the minds of the young and all that stuff. So it was so interesting to see a comedic take on such a dark, dark topic and how it's, like... You know, at face value, you're like, oh, it's about a little boy whose imaginary best friend is Hitler and he mm. wants to be a Nazi. But in reality, it's really about a little boy who's just trying to find himself in this crazy upside down world and just wanting to belong to something, which I think is just a really beautiful story. And I think he did it in such a beautiful way mm. and with so much comedy that it's I, it really is an amazing movie. It's probably one of my favorite movies, honestly, that I've seen in the last couple of years. Um, and I've, I've seen it so many times, honestly, at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I, I overwatch movies, though, too. Like, I'm one of those people that will put on a movie a thousand times because I want to know, like, everything I can about it and, like, see all the aspects of it. But I would probably put this at... Um, I'm, like, right around you guys, too. I'm going to go with, like, a nine. Put out a nine, nine flat. Nine, nine flat. Zero, nine, or nine, or nine or nine. Nine flat. Not nine. Not, not nine, nine, nine. That's nine. near perfect. Nine. Nine zero. Just nine. <laughs> just, just, nine. <laughs> just nine. Just nine. Just nine. Nine, nine, nine. Um, yeah, no, I, I do. I fuck it. I tell everyone about this movie and I literally just tell them, oh, it's a movie about a boy whose imaginary best friend is Hitler. And they're like, what? And I'm like, it's comedy. And they're like, what? And I'm like, just watch it. I yeah. swear. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Uh-huh. But yeah. So that's my feelings on it. But. It's an incredible film. Everything yeah. um, from the beginning, you don't really stop laughing. The first time yeah. you watch it, yeah. you don't really stop laughing. There's not a lot of uh, lulls. Uh-huh. And this movie fits like my weird self-rule where like under two hours. Like mm-hmm. for what it is, under like the the time is the runtime is perfect. You mm-hmm. just shot you, hour forty eight, right? An hour forty eight, yeah. For what it is, you see, like if this movie was two and a half hours, uh, it's down to like a six something, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's paced perfectly. It's just enough. You don't get sick of it. You're never looking at your clock. Mm-hmm. That's another way I gauge movies. Like how often am I? Yeah, watching if the I'm clock? waiting for it to end, if it's I'm be watching fun. the clock, you could have lopped some time off. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I honestly don't think I ever once look at my watch when I'm watching this film. Like, is it almost done? Unless I have something to do. Yeah. Like, unless like I'm I have something planned and I'm like, oh shit, what time is it? Like, how much longer do we have? Yeah. But if I'm just putting it on, like, I never question the time. I think I I agree with you on that. I think the length really yeah, is works. This is this is one that I wanted more of when I was watching it the first time. It was like, oh, it's gonna. I'm feeling an ending coming, and I don't want to. But I feel like it ends so perfectly. It does. I mean, that's how a good movie should feel. It's like leaving a party early. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It always just wants you to leave him a little bit more. Yeah. Just want a little bit more. No. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think um, I think it's a super, I think he did a really good job on uh, capturing Nazi Germany at that time through the eyes of a little kid. A little kid that wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. Action. Because he makes it, he makes it so beautiful. Yeah. And like you actually you want to go there like you want to like almost be in that time like you want to know these people and and see these characters and it almost masks it like masks the uh, tragedy that was World War Two. Um, but without but without so doing that, he, you know? he does it in a way in a way of ridiculousness. 
right. like almost making like not almost just flat out making fun of how crazy and paranoid and ridiculous people were due to yeah. Hitler at the time. Yeah. Which I don't want to get too into it now because we're going to get to this. But the whole Gestapo scene with Steve Merchant. Yeah. With the, oh, you know, they call. We think there's a communist behind the fridge. It's just mold. Same thing. <laughs> it's all part of the job. <laughs> it's incredible. Like that whole, it's got that whole tone throughout the entire thing. Even yeah. with, with the girl Elsa talking to Jojo, the whole tone of the thing is just letting, like undermining how ridiculous these whole concepts that people live by in Nazi Germany during World War II. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. The opening is so sick too, because it's just, it paints the picture so well of like, what am I getting into? To open it up with Hitler talking to this <laughs> little kid. Like, it's him what is your courage? Hence the courage. Oh, you're ready, man. Yeah. And then they you fucking have a great scream day. at each other. Hail me. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the hail, this is a hail. Hail, hail. And then it gets you pumped up, it gets you ready for the film, and then it jumps in and he goes running off and then it's just got like, 1940s footage of the war yeah and then i want to hold the german version of i want to hold your hand <laughs> it's i was like cracking so up so fucking perfect the way this movie kicks off it's it it's so it's so smart honestly and the first time i remember watching it too where i saw this cutting in of him running down hiling everyone with these gorgeous colors it's just mm -hmm. a stunning um palette that he had intercut with this live footage of Nazi Germany of, of these parades and stuff like that. And like the history buff in me was like, just obsessed with it. And the filmmaker in me was just going, this is just so incredibly done. Yeah. And we weren't even, we, we were five minutes into it and I'm going, oh, yeah. this is, this is <laughs> It was everything. like his view of where he was at that time too. It's not like any other World War II film in Eastern Europe where it's just like drag colors, everything's blowing up. It's like this, kid sees this as a beautiful place and his home and he just wants to defend it and fight for it and be a big part of it yeah one of the best scenes in the entire film is after they do the whole thing with the rabbit and he runs away and then taika gives him the speech about the rabbit faces mm -hmm. a dangerous world that whole thing and then when they're running I don't know if it's mm -hmm. before they get there or after he gets the grenade, but when they're running and Taika's running beside him, like dancing yeah. the entire oh time. God. It's after he gets it's the after grenade. He gets the oh, grenade yeah. right? He's yeah. like walking sideways. Yeah. Yeah. Do one of these. Yeah, he's shooting. Yeah, it's in, it's... That whole bit is one of the... And then the grenade hits the tree, blows himself up, and it's such a funny scene like the actual pyro scene yeah and the body just falls two feet like <laughs> yeah don't do that <laughs> it's that whole sequence is incredible uh just him screaming through the fog like all the fogs of spain and captain cage turns around he's like don't do that yeah. <laughs> you know? and their faces too you um sam rockwell's face like the, oh, the use of face. slow motion mixed with normal speed is so well done because that scene alone shows it where they're running like it's a normal thing and then all of a sudden you hear the screaming and they turn like normal and it enters slow-mo with the fog clearing they're mm -hmm. running through the fog and you get sam rockwell's face and alfie allen's face and that is honestly some of the best comedy of the scene like mm -hmm. all the physical comedy is great too but the facial expressions in this movie and then uh mm -hmm. not uh, the fit just the physical comedy of this movie is so so good there yeah. is so much great facial acting in this movie, specifically, what's Alfie Allen? Alfie Allen, yeah. Alfie Allen and Rebel 
specifically. Rebels. Their right. scenes Rebel doesn't even speak in, and she steals the scene with her face. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal. I mean... We were talking about maybe coming up with a new award for in honor of Rebel Wilson in this movie. Yeah. I just don't know what it is. Because I'm like, she... Best subtle acting. We'll get to it, but I think she's close to Taika for the best acting in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I I saw an interview of like the Jojo Rabbit cast and they were saying that every time Rebel Wilson was on set, they could not stop laughing because she improved 90% of those scenes. Mm-hmm. Like the Picasso line is improv and stuff like that. So there's a bunch of stuff in there. I think the there was like four or five different ways she said the, uh, oh, I've had 18 kids for Germany. What yeah. a great year to be a girl. Like there's like, <laughs> there's a bunch of ways she said that line that wasn't always used. They said that she was amazing on set and just a great sport and stuff when, like that. When she's giving him the propaganda, she's like, here are your pamphlets and your whatever and here's your gun. And Scarjo's <laughs> like, no, gun. <laughs> I, I love when she's teaching um, them about like Jewish people and she's like, what else do they have? They're like serpent on, yes. Serpentine. It's like they're like scales. Yes, because the Jews mated with fish, and they're like, ooh, ouch! Now it's time to burn some books. Like, it's just so ridiculous and good. And that burning the book scene is amazing. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, I think about that scene like just on a shot random like a Tuesday. Fun summer camp. It is with the subject matter yeah. being ridiculous with the burning of. Uh... You know, anything that we disagree with. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I love, too, with that that whole entire sequence is amazing. But when they're talking about the knife and he's like, no stabbing. He's like, no stabbing. No stabbing. Just <laughs> like that. You know? It's so, it's just so smart. And it's like, I really, I don't know. Uh, I have to, I haven't reread my notes since I made the notes so like months ago. But I, I, I know uh, Taika did research for it, but he didn't do a lot. And so, yeah, he said something in an interview that was to the tune of, I didn't want to. I didn't yes. want to represent this man in any way. Yeah. I wanted it to just be whatever it's supposed to be for part of the story. I don't care about how he was as a person. Yeah. So, you know what we'll do is we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back with facts and we'll get into that. Comment. All right. Are you ready to experience the dark and macabre? Look no further than Tiger Pack Productions. Tiger Pack Productions, independent film company by our friends Emily and Vincent. They started back in 2018. They've done a few short films, The Attack and Flora's Daughter. Award winning at dozens of festivals. This company's on the rise. They're just getting started. So why don't you guys give them a follow on their Instagram and Facebook at Tiger Pack Productions. And uh, go to their website, www.tigerpackproductions.com and see their entire catalog of products and what they offer. They're really cool people. You check them out. All right. And we're back. And... Emily's got some fun facts for us here. Okay, so um, when Taika, who is a Maori Jewish, was asked why he played Hitler, he responded, the answer is simple. Well, better fuck you to the guy. So like that, <laughs> that just immediately shows his thought process to this. Um, 1940s Germany was very vibrant with color, and Taika wanted to keep that look, and it also masked this idea that they were losing which at that point, the uh, movie, they are completely losing the war. I think it's supposed to be 44. It's supposed to be around 43, 44 at that point um, in time, I believe, uh, just based on the the movie itself. Um, Captain K, um, his medals signify he was a really well-decorated hero, and that also shows like his angst in teaching kids. And then even worse, when he's put into like the, the propaganda department with... Mm-hmm. Uh, Alfie and um, Rebel. 
like I said, it is a love letter to his mom, who was the one who showed him this book, and they had a whole connection over the book and stuff like that. And when he said he, when he read the book, he really um, loved the story, and becoming a director, he really wanted to uh, make it a movie. Uh, the message is we need to be more tolerant and spread more love and less hate. Tega said that he did no research in Hitler, which when I read that, I was kind of stunned because a lot of his mannerisms and a lot of what he like chose to do to deliver Hitler minus the cigarettes was very spot on. Like it's odd little things that he says because Hitler was pretty fucking nuts like mm-hmm. yeah. he he was um he was very smart and he was very very charismatic and he knew how to manipulate people to get to him like them to do what he wanted but he he wouldn't have ever done what he did without his inner circle and the people behind him that like got him to power yeah. because he had, he had no plan. Like if, um, if you ever read anything from Mein Kampf or any like just script notes from it, you'll find out it's just ramblings. It's just ramblings of a madman. And I was like super curious about that book too, because it came out and I believe 32 and America, like the U S received it. it was, it was globally received terribly. It was not, it was a horrible book. People hated it. And they just dismissed it as some crazy guy. And then all of a sudden when um, everything started happening in Germany and World War II happened, everyone was kind of like, that guy? That guy's doing all that? So I was always so confused by that. And like when I started doing research into World War II and into um, how he even managed to get to power, I kind of started to understand like, oh, this guy was just fucking nuts. Like he just knew how to talk. And he had like rantings and ratings. Galvan- galvanize a country. Yeah. It, it, well, it, it's actually, if you ever look into like the rise of Hitler, what really happened was he went pretty much went to a bar, like a tavern and was just ranting. He got his right after he got out of jail and he had uh, produced his manifesto and he was just ranting about just ridiculousness. And there was a couple different um, people in the bar uh, like Goring and a couple of big guys specifically, I forget his name right now, but he was a playwright, a uh, a uh, German nationalist playwright. Mm-hmm. And he heard Hitler and was like, that guy can talk. Yeah. If I write his speeches, he could be the face of our party. Yeah. And that's what they did. They, they talked to him, they brought him in and the guy started writing all of Hitler's speeches. Hitler got in front of everyone. He started just getting this mass following. And when he realized the power that he had within himself and what he was doing, not them, because yeah. he got delusional. It was like, it's all me. He left. Cause he was like, I want to be chancellor. And they were like, no, you're crazy. We're not going to let you be chancellor. And he's like, okay, then I'm leaving. And when he left, his like people dispersed and the Nazi party realized, oh shit, we need him. And they brought him back and like, well, what, what do you want to be back? And he was like, I want to be chancellor. And they made him chancellor. And then 1938 happened. He was elected chancellor of Germany and we had World War II. So it's kind of this crazy thing that Taika did absolutely no research into Hitler, but yet uh, does pretty well job at portraying him, you know? Yeah. There's little things that, um, like Hitler was a vegetarian and you see him eating, I think like a unicorn head. It's not even like it was a horse head. It was like a unicorn head or something like that. Like the complete Um, opposite. Yeah. So like there's that fact. And then like Hitler never smoked. He's very, very anti-smoking and stuff like that. Um, Like super anti-smoking and super anti-drugs and alcohol and stuff. Um, But like those little things were the only thing that were were really different. But other than that, like the way he spoke, the way he would like hold his body and stuff like that. I was shocked to read that he did no research into it because Mm. I mean, I maybe just the research he 
did was in like just the memories he had of like what like you know the knowledge he had of it and seeing anything from school maybe just stuck with him and he never kind of forgot that yeah i mean that that's one thing i could think of because like i know it stuck with me i don't know if it stuck with you guys seeing like did you see have to see any like nazi propaganda in school and yeah. stuff like that not did, that i remember oh. did, i mean yeah you're talking I, about high school i've seen yeah high school yeah i mean i've seen like clips here and there but not like you weren't like i mean they put on like a speech but it's like i don't know what he's saying yeah but it wasn't yeah. like we didn't break anything down or uh yeah no we went into i was also in history uh, honors though so uh, maybe that's why but um yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, Taika wore a fat suit. Obviously, he's a pretty skinny guy. Yeah. Um, on context of the role, he said, it's my version of a lonely boy's best version of his hero, which is really his dad. Mm -hmm. Which I, when I heard that, I like, oh. it, it, yeah, right? I did yeah, the same clicks. thing. Yeah, and it makes sense because he sees his dad as this war hero yeah, and he who, believes he's fighting for Germany. Yeah, who would call him like a handsome boy. Yeah. And, and like, like you're gonna yeah. do great today, you know. Yeah. You're have a great day. Yeah, yeah. I kind of made that connection to... immediately. No, I never did. No. <laughs> oh, not all the times I watched it. <laughs> no, yeah, I kind of made that connection immediately. Um, he wanted to recreate Hitler as inaccurate as possible, saying he was not worth the research. Again, I yeah. we went over that. We did a poor job on that. Um, let me see, Hitler stash. Oh, I this is one of my favorite history facts. So you know the Hitler mustache. Mm -hmm. So the Hitler mustache actually became popular in World War One because of gas masks. So because oh. of gas masks, they had to cut their mustaches because it didn't sit on their face properly. Yeah. So it was very popular in the um, late 19... Well, it was in like uh, 1918, 1919, and 1920s. Mm -hmm. And in the 1930s, it kind of got a little less, but that's why Charlie Chaplin has it. And then when Hitler came out, he... Kept the yeah, stash. He, kept the he never, he never got so out of the it. It became the Hitler stash. It was the yeah. Charlie Chaplin stash. It was, it was, it was the World War One gas mask. It was the mustard. Yeah, stash. but it was always known as the Charlie Chaplin <laughs> yeah. stash. It, it was, but then, I guess Charlie Chaplin's. When did Charlie Chaplin kind of like fizzle, fizzle out? And it, uh, when talkies came in, so it was yeah, the twenties so, and thirties. So pre Hitler. Yeah, yes. exactly. So Hitler was just like super late with this style. Yeah, you stick yeah. to so what everybody, you know. So everybody was like, that's the Hitler stash yeah. from then on. It's like if somebody rose to power now and was a terrible person and had a faux hawk. Like nobody has a faux hawk. Those were a thing before, but now you're just sticking with that. And then we're like, oh, yeah. that's the Trump hair. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> the Trump hair. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I love, that's like one of my favorite facts, honestly, because it always just was... It's so interesting how history works. Yeah. It's like we literally erased an entire generation of people that had that mustache because, like, they fought in mustard gas. Like, yeah. They fought for the first time in chemical warfare and had to <laughs> had to alter their facial hair yeah, to not die. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? And then comes along Hitler and ruins everything for everyone. Called <laughs> being a man, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so those are, like, just some basic facts about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I think the cinematography of it was just stunning. I think um, he really, I, they filmed in the Czech Republic, which is pretty close to Austria and Germany and styling and stuff like that. All of those like uh, clumped together European towns look very similar. I think Amsterdam looks fairly similar yeah. too to them. But um, yeah, any, any thoughts, guys? Favorite scenes. 
Oh, we have to we, we have, have to touch on this later anyway, right? Yeah, that's yeah. why I wasn't going to go into it. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, we're just you talking script. Well, hold on. Does that mean we're going like technicals kind of yeah. right now? So you're talking story and, script yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. So back on the topic of how Hitler was actually like versus how we portrayed him, he only like gets to the Hitler that we that like the public knows yes. in that second to last scene that Hitler's in when he gets like pissed off and enraged and starts yeah. screaming and then the one after that it's like a step further like he's just fucking his hair is crazy and he's a psycho but uh i love that build up right there of just like oh you're being like funny hitler you're not really hitler and then like oh shit pissed off hitler is real hitler and then one step further is like off the deep end yeah i uh, that the last scene where well, he comes the, in he kind of progressively gets worse the more Jojo becomes tolerant. The more Jojo finds himself and doesn't have yeah. to latch on to this idea of who he wants to be or. Which is like, something that's very, if you think about it, that type of mindset of the Nazi regime. Like if you're not one of us, you're against us type yeah. mindset, which, you know, I, I thought that was very interesting choice that they did with that progression of uh, like, you know, every time Hitler specifically is dealing with Elsa it's like, you know, that, oh, that Jewish girl and this and that. And he's constantly trying to. There could be hundreds of them in your walls. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for Christ's sakes, man, stop giving her knives. <laughs> what know? are you, Chojo? What are you going to cut stuff with? <laughs> but um, I, I think it's like this interesting thing where it was also very much the propaganda of the time where, oh, this is our enemy. You know, these people are different than you and I. And it's something that we see him doing in his speeches to jojo of like just trying to be like no this is how we are like don't let her mm -hmm. uh screw with your german mind and stuff like that which protect is your german brain yeah. that's what's protecting don't let her put yeah. you in a brain prison yeah that and it was like it's kind of messed up because that was like not the language they were using but that was the ideology that they were spreading yeah. at that time and to see it in this type of comedic way um it's so interesting it's the way just, they played it in the film was kind of mean girlsy Yes. It was like, oh, you're talking to that one again? Which is great. Which is amazing. There could be more of them. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I just think it's, I really think it was just so smart. I know I keep saying that, but mm -hmm. such a freaking smart movie. Yeah, and there's like character development for everyone in the film, too. I mean, Captain K had a huge fucking turnaround. That guy's awesome. Oh, my God. That last scene with him. Yeah, incredible. So amazing. Like with his outfit with the feather. That, too. Oh, that whole out. scene. <laughs> With Alfie behind him. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I love that there's only one hint of them being like together. No, there's, there's hints throughout the entire film. Yeah. But there's like one solid look that they give each other and like kind of whisper something and then see someone coming in like, mm -mm. yes. It's when they're when he's feeding, he's feeding him cake. Oh, That's, I don't remember that. When was that? There's like a scene where like one of them doesn't have their shirt on. They're like their shirt's down and they're like bent over and he's like feeding him cake. I and all of a sudden one walks in, they walk in and they're like, yeah, that's no, there's, there's an even more subtle one that I'm I, talking about where they're fully clothed and just in a hallway, but that's fucking great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's there's scenes throughout that. the entire thing. It's yeah. great. Even when they're sitting next to each other and Alfie's like, when they're in the pool house. And they're talking, yeah. and she's like, how do you know if someone's a Jew? And it's like that whole conversation. He, he, he like rolls his eyes. He's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, oh no, he's like, what do you, what do you what do? do, you do yeah. Yeah. He, he's like, why, have you found one? He yeah. rolls his eyes. He's like, all right, this again. Like, Here we go. <laughs> Come to me. We tell like, the Gestapo. Gestapo no, 
we tell the SS, the SS tells the Gestapo, and the Gestapo will come find and kill the Jew. And anyone who helped the Jew. <laughs> and maybe a few more people just cuss. <laughs> it's messy. Why? Have you found one? <laughs> well, and then he goes, well, I'm not sure if I know how to tell the difference. And then Rebel slowly slides in, yeah. like scoots in. Yeah. And out, the way Alfie sits, he's all of a sudden she's talking. He just turns and he's like, this yeah. like thinking man pose. It's just, there's so many great scenes between um, like little, not even little side characters because they're not little, but these side characters. Mm. And I have to say like Rosie is one of my favorite characters, Scarlett Johansson. I think she, I mean, she's just beautiful in this role as a mother who is struggling with the loss of a daughter, with not having her husband around. Not probably, she probably doesn't really know what's even going on with him because if he's, if he's in hiding due to anything that they were doing, like she probably has no contact with him at this time, you know, yeah. and to be doing that and then hiding, um, you know, a young girl in her house and a son who's a Nazi fanatic. Like she, I think she just encapsulates that role so well and just performs it with such grace. Yeah. You know, it's really, grace it was really amazing. Yeah. It really was just amazing to watch her in it. Mm -hmm. On the dad thing, I take it as he's dead. Like the end of the movie, Jojo is an orphan. That's I, the way I perceive the film. I could, I and even if it like the dad's not too. dead, they're never gonna find each other again. I I don't yeah. think they find each other. Jojo's orphaned at the end of the movie. I subscribe to number two that he still could be out there, but that is he might as well be dead. To Jojo, he's dead. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think, what, how Rosie accepted it, too, where, you know, as far as she knew, he, he was gone. I, honestly, what I really do believe is I think he was probably in America. Well, hope. I mean, the fear of dying and the hope of finding him one day would. I mean, that sounds pretty rattling. It sounds easier just accept his death and then carry on with trying well, to make the world a better place. Is it the whole story that he's a soldier and that he, they assumed he was a deserter? Yeah. That's the whole deal, right? So here's my thing. If he was a deserter, chances are the Germans found him and killed him because you wouldn't welcome a deserter. No. Nazi Germany would not welcome back. They oh, just no. shoot him. They'd maybe throw grenade time down and throw a few grenades at him. Like, yeah, no, they like just they shoot, they, shoot you as soon as they see they you. I, I don't think they would have lied to the family about that. And, um, I think they would have either killed the family or just been like, yeah, he's dead. He was a traitor. No, honestly, you know what I really think it probably was, or like, and here's the thing: we're speculating. Who knows what it was? But um, I don't necessarily think he was a soldier. I think he was like Rosie. I think he was some oh. type of underground. No, yeah, spy I think work. I think we all know that. I think that's like. Yeah, but that's right. what I'm saying. Like, I think she said to Jojo, "Oh, he's fighting in the war," but I don't think he ever was. I think you've seen Sound of Music, no, right? Because no, when, they, they, no, they, they, they know they know that he's in. A soldier in oh, the Oh, that's army. right. They do say that. It's the kids stated. say that, don't they? They say it in the beginning yeah, yeah, of the first yeah. scene. His battalion hasn't heard from him in months. Yeah, that's Ran right. The, the guy you said looks like Randall. Yes. Oh, my God. Can we talk about that? The kid who... The kid who breaks the rabbit's neck. He uh, literally looks like Randall looks from like Monsters, Inc. Randall from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> if, if Randall from Monsters Inc. was a living, breathing person, it would be it that would be child. That kid. Oh, man. He was an unfortunate looking man. Um, I mean, listen, he has a career as a heel for the rest of his life. He's oh, yeah. perfect for he's it. He's just got oh, yeah. that natural look where he's looking Sinister. through his eyebrows yeah. without trying. Like, it's honestly, a little, a little sneaky, it's a little like a little Franco-ish, but British. 
You know what I think of him? Like, with a narrower chin. Yeah, kind of weasel, weasel yeah. man. He, yeah, he looks like a weasel. He's, it is he very really weasel. weasel. Honestly, like, it's funny because I this, I wrote a character once and I described this weasel looking person. I didn't think that a person could physically look like that until I saw him. And I was like, that's yeah. unfortunately <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like, But I'm sure he's probably a great man. Like, I'm sure he's probably a really nice guy. Yeah, we don't <laughs> yeah look or like he's... I'm giving him the benefit there. of the like, doubt. I'm just assuming he's like a little a, slippery. In yeah. His, in his well, you could life. be slippery like a and prairie nice. dog with a heavy frontal lobe just looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> always just he's just naturally sinister. Like you know how the rock's just always smoldering. Yeah. He this kid's just always he always looks like he's up to something. Yeah, like he's rubbing his hands together. He's always like like he's thinking, plotting, not really thinking so much as plotting. It's the look <laughs> this kid delivers. Yeah, I mean, but he probably is. Like, if you're looking, if you have that look on your face, you're definitely thinking something. Yeah. You can't not but be thinking. But to be always No, I think that's his plotting. resting face. To just always be in a state of plotting is so taxing. It is. It is. I know for a for fact. all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I do it every day. You know. Right. So I mean, a way to live life. I, I, We're building an empire here, Gage. Either get on or get off. That's very Hitler of you. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyway, moving ass. on. Like I was saying, you, no. I, this it's well written. This it's paced well. It, it's good. It's the right amount of time. It's not too short. It's just so in terms of the script, I like the way it's written. It's hysterical. There's not many lulls. You're pretty much laughing from start to finish. I mean, that's really all I have to say on it as far, you know, other than the fact that it's one liner after one liner. And even when people aren't cutting jokes, some Alfie, Alfie Allen, or what's his name? Alfie Allen. Alfie Allen just raises an eyebrow in the back left of the screen. <laughs> or, or you see Rebel like three, like she's like so far in the background, you barely see her, but you look, her head turns up like in the back. Yeah. You just see little things. So even when they're not speaking, everyone is stealing the show from each other in this movie. Do you know the story about Taika directing on set? Yeah. As dressed as Hitler? Yeah. Oh, incredible. And how he was yelling at Scarlet from across the canal. It was like they were looking one way. They were looking at like the camera shot was on the short side of the canal. So they had to stand on the far side to be out of the shot. And he, he needed to give her some direction. So he just starts screaming at her dressed as Hitler all the way on the other side. And from his Amazing. own mouth, he's like, I can't believe I just yelled at Scarlet like that. <laughs> I like I would honestly just low that I would die. I would be cracking up if I was on set just seeing mm -hmm. Taika directing as Hitler. Can you think about it too? Like think about like anyone directing. We tend to get these weird stances about ourselves. Like yeah. and imagine like just being in a Hitler and he's probably talking yeah, like, like this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even knowing how you're looking. Though. Yeah, yeah. Like your hands like here. Yeah. yeah, like, <laughs> yeah you're like also like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Or trying but, to give someone a quick answer. Like, how do you like this shot? Should we put the key here or here? And you're just like, um, yes. <laughs> far side. Yeah. Far side. Yeah. Like, um, yes. And that's, yes, we're going to do that. <laughs> like, you know? No, don't do that. <laughs> no, that was a horrible decision. I can't believe you even brought you, that decision to me. You know what, bud? Go home. Yeah. Go home. We'll see you tomorrow. Back your shit up. Just go home. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Think about it. Imagine being like 
on set and Hitler sends you home for the day. Which you, how he seems you like a nice enough guy that he probably wouldn't send anybody home. He'd have the AD do it. Oh, I'm sending people home. <laughs> I'm sending you home. That's, That's right. a not my job category. Nah. I don't think there's many directors who would bother sending people home on their own. You'd have to be like, Quentin, if somebody's phone rang. Nolan, if you saw somebody sitting. <laughs> Werner Herzog. That all. I would send people home just because I want to put the fear of God in you. If you see the director walking up to you with not a good face on, don't you think that you're gonna like change your behavior the next day? Are you one of those like fear is stronger than love type of people? Yes. Okay. I grew up on fear. <laughs> fear I was born. I'm always plotting. <laughs> I, was, I was born Jeez. in the darkness, molded by it. <laughs> really, really finding some things out about Emily's yeah. childhood. Yeah, this is today's episode. <laughs> yeah, that's why she wears big shoes. It's <laughs> like I got. You will step on me, I step on you. I wear big shoes to carry my big ego. <laughs> no, it all makes sense of why I've always uh, liked World War II, I guess. No, mm. uh, no, honestly, I, I had a great childhood. It wasn't bad. And I mm. had two older brothers that made fun of me a lot. And uh, I guess I was bullied. So, I mean, that's where all the darkness comes from. But who knows? We're here. We're all bullied. Bullying brings out the I greatness in people. Let's Bull keep yeah. it moving here. So, um, let's take a quick break. And then I guess we'll come back for awards. Unless you have anything to say, Gage. Um, you look like you had a thought. Yeah. Set design for 14 million? It said 14 million estimated. So I mean, I don't yeah. know. How. I mean, that's pretty good. The wardrobe, the yeah. whole art direction, the production design. So what I was bringing up before, JoJo has a different hat than everyone else at the camp. Oh, does like, he? Even than Yorkie. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Like his is like kind of dinky and shitty and everybody else is like. Wow. Prestiged. Yeah, I did not notice that. Oh, oh, I forgot you can't move. No, I can't. So that's a show that he doesn't belong. Yeah, that's a hundred percent show he doesn't belong. He's just different. Yeah, Even Yorkie has the. He his looks scene. like yeah. his looks like the Cub Scout version. Yeah, of exactly. Like they're all Boy Scouts, and he's a Cub Scout. Still. Yeah, yeah, and I think too, it also like a big scene um, is when he sees Yorkie again for like. Um, at during yeah, at the end during the war, and fucking Yorkie drops the grenade launcher and it shoots. That's probably one of the great scenes too. Yeah, I love that. But uh, it, there's this innocent to Yorkie that never leaves him, which I think is so great, and it mirrors JoJo in a little bit of a different way because it's in a way it's almost like two friends who grew up together who walked down the same path, but like ended up in different places, you know, mm -hmm. and like, but one never lost that childhood innocence and kind of went down this like. Regime, regime path that everyone else is going down this other one who in a way grows up like it's not you know not that he loses his innocence but i mean he does mm -hmm. he does in a way because at that point scarlett johansson is dead which is another beautiful scene mm -hmm. when he finds that out with the butterfly yeah oh my gosh the shoes. and then he ties her shoe he, yeah he ties to and he can't and he just hugs her feet i cry that. every time i see that scene it's so emotional yeah. and the mirroring scene earlier when he walks up to her and she's like, he goes, what they do. And she goes, what they could. Yeah. And I think that is just so telling to her character mm -hmm. and so telling to a lot of people during that time who were against what was happening, but were just doing what they could. Yeah. You know, like maybe it was just giving food to someone you knew was struggling or it was just not saying anything about your neighbor who knew, you knew was hiding someone. Like yeah. and it was... Even not saying anything could 
end you in a you know concentration camp. I mean, I remember obviously it wasn't very talked about because um, it's, it's a hard time. But my grandmother grew up in uh, Nancy, France, which is right on the border of Germany and France, and they were one of the first towns um, uh, occupied uh, when the Germans came in. And she said she remembers her neighbors just one day not being there. Wow. Like a lot, of, like she would just wake up one day and you know uh, those neighbors across the street were gone, and then another day the neighbors down the block were gone. And it was stuff like that. And the Nazi, like German soldiers were living in those houses and stuff like that. And she was a young girl. She's probably like six or seven at the time. Um, which I, you know, that's pretty much the minimal information I know about her and, and during that time. But it's, it's, it sticks with them, you know, yeah. it, it never leaves you. So it's. Could you imagine just like thinking, being in like the first place in France where you're like, oh, that, yeah, that bullshit's happening over there. Or yeah, we're fucking good. I'm gonna keep eating cheese, drinking wine. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <clears throat> and the big thing too about the French was um, when they went to go try to fight the Germans at the border, they uh, never increased their warfare from World War One. They were still fighting on horseback and stuff like that with you know uh, pump action guns. World War One was on horseback. I had no idea. W- well, yes. yeah. Yeah, part of it was. It, it was um, World War One was that weird time where we were getting some technology. Well, some people had cars, but most. Well, no, it, no, it was because they didn't really have tanks. So how are you going to cross a battlefield? You're crossing a car. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. have to figure out how you're going to fight the, the enemy. The Humvee yeah. wasn't there for World War One. No, yeah. you know, like those type with of those 50 cow, with the fifty cow mounted on top. We, yeah, we weren't. <laughs> America wasn't fucking with it like that back yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, we no, were I, doing like the rifle with the bayonet. Yeah, like we were fucking going for it. Yeah, we were still pretty. The the big technology of World War One was mustard gas and chemical warfare. Yes. that was the big deal. And the guns weren't as strong. And France, they never, they just never increased their technology uh-huh. from World War One because they really believed there would never be another war. Because so, like the like the Tommy gun was World War Two. So pre World War Two, we didn't really have like mach- like rifle machine guns, like yeah. your, your guns were yeah. like mounted guns on wheels that like multiple men needed to fucking operate. Yeah, yeah. So up until that point, as far as what weaponry, you, you know. And France was yeah, never known for war. We're gonna kill either. more people with our hands than we are with these fucking shitty rifles we're shooting. Yeah, back yeah. there, men. Yeah, and France was never really like one for the battle either. Um, but what happened was they realized that there was no chance of winning, and the Germans were going to bomb them like they were bombing the UK. And they made a decision government to turn around and say, we have to either sacrifice our monuments and our history and everything we pride ourselves on or protect our people. And they chose to protect the monuments because France would is would rally behind, and they were strong enough to you know fight this from the inside. And that was what happened with the French Resistance and how the spiring of France started, mm-hmm. and all the underground workings of France. So it's a, you know super interesting uh, time period all around for all countries involved. UK, uh, Russia was really interesting at that time too. You know, mm-hmm. super interesting. But uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll go to awards. Hey, buddy. How's it going? You remember the good old days growing up, being a kid, going to middle school, not having a job? Mm-hmm. You, you had some stuff you had to do, right? Yeah. A little bit of, little bit of chores. Some parents uh, might call them. I hate it. Helping out around the house, you know? Yeah. This and that. What, you have any you, you didn't like doing the most? What was your least favorite chore? My least your dad, favorite. Your daddy made you do growing up. Least favorite chore, out of doubt. Scrubbing the kitchen floor with a toothbrush. I hated that. Scrubbing the kitchen floor with a toothbrush, dude. Yeah. Your dad made you do that? Yeah, it was fucking brutal. What the fuck, bro? I'm talking about mowing the lawn, man. Ah, uh, 
I do that too. Yeah, man, mowing the lawn, it's no fun. And guess what? If you live in Suffolk County, it doesn't have to be a problem anymore. Why? Because we could have next level landscaping come take care of it for you. Mm. Next level landscaping, they specialize in weekly lawn maintenance, as well as fall and spring cleanups, thatching, mulch, seeding, and topsoil. If you live in the eastern Suffolk County area, you give them a call at 631-739-1121. You speak to Michelle or Tim, and you let them know Hawk sent you. Again, that's Next Level Landscaping, 631-739-1121. Come get your grass caught by some professionals. Don't let Ant do it with a toothbrush. All right, and we're back, and we're going to take a look at the awards. First, that the, the actual awards the movie may or may not have been up for, and then our podcast awards. Okay, so they won Best Adapted Screenplay, nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting, uh, actress was Scar- Scarlett Johansson, Best Production Design, Best Costume, Best Film Editing. And that was all Oscars. Well, I, didn't even I had no idea. All nominations? All nominations, Except yeah. Oh, no, that's right. They, they were won. Best Picture because he was sitting at a table in like the, yeah. the round interview with all the other directors from that year. And he was like, I don't know why I'm sitting next to like yeah, he, Tarantino, and, Scorsese. And that was, I felt like I remember that year being like, really Jojo Rabbit's in yeah. with this group. And now that, because I didn't watch it with what that. Else? 1917 was that year? Yeah, this? that was 2019. Sam, I forget off the top of my head. Um, Sam Mendes? I'll look it up. Was, oh, that's a singer. Was um, The Irishman in that year? The Irishman was. The Irishman, yeah. it was. It was the Irishman. It was Once Upon a uh, Time in Hollywood, 1917. Yep. This. And Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. And I feel like there was one. Why do I feel like Parasite was that year too? Parasite. Parasite was yeah, what yeah, won. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, Parasite won. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, because I'm not huge onto foreign films. I was like, really? Parasite. Fucking. I know you love it. I, I know. I still haven't watched it. No. Oh. He doesn't like horror, first off, and I'm not huge into foreign films. It's not a horror, and it's an easy-to-follow foreign film. I thought, or was it suspense, technically? It is suspense. Okay, suspense. 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 horror. Well, suspense is a subcategory of horror. Or thriller. So, best picture was Ford versus, uh, Parasite 1, obviously. Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman. Jojo, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Fucking bangers, that. Yeah, yeah so, that was a big So Joaquin year. took Best Actor. Renee Zellweger took Best Actress. Brad Pitt, Best Supporting Actor. Laura Dern in Marriage Story was Best Supporting Actress. Original Screenplay, Parasite. Adapted was Jojo. And those are the only ones that really we care about right now. Yeah, so they they were up for a lot, which honestly they deserved it. They mm-hmm. he really deserved every reward that that film could have gotten because it 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 holds up. And I think it's one of those films too that you could watch in 10, 20 years and still feel the same way about it. Like I don't really think it's ever going to lose that um feeling because it's it's a very sweet story at the end of the, you know, like at the core of the movie. Yeah. It's just a just a nice story. Yeah. But um but yeah, so I guess we'll go into our awards. All right, we'll knock out Best Actor right away. Um, it's obviously gonna be Taika, but I that think was pretty absolute. I think Rebel. Well, do you? You'll have the floor to disagree. <laughs> I think Rebel is just throwing a hundred miles an hour the entire fucking film. And then I think um, 
Captain K is the Sam only Sam Rockwell. Other, so they're the only three I think that have an argument. But I think it's Tyga. I get chills when watching ScarJo in this movie. See, that's what I was gonna say. Like I like she actually makes ScarJo. ScarJo is a final one yeah. too. ScarJo's amazing. Yeah. I do put Taika as the best just because of his it's an incredible performance. Like that's a, like it I, one, it's very difficult to play Hitler because who wants to actually play Hitler? Yeah. And I think to do it in the way he did it and look like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like him. It's the first like when he drops down the screen in that first like minute, you I was my jaw dropped. I was like no <laughs> yeah. way. Like, get out of here. The blue and, contacts and everything. Yeah. Like, like, the one scene where he walks in and he's laying down in JoJo's bed under the blankets. Yeah. <laughs> JoJo's like, get up. I'm going to sleep. He's like, oh, of course. I was just keeping it warm for you. <laughs> and, like, when he leaves the room one time and he just turns around and jumps out the, the window. <laughs> yeah. And just, like, the whole, how me? That whole, how? No, that's not a how. How? That's, like, a three, five-minute thing of him just, no, that's that's not how you how. He's like, come louder. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing is great. And then the when he keeps all the six. Cigarette? No. Okay. Cigarette? Sorry, I don't I know. Love, I'm stressed. Like, I Stop offering me damn cigarettes. I'm 10. He's like, sorry, I'm stressed. <laughs> I love when a writer or director could have a character leave the screen without walking off either direction. Yeah. Like him just jumping out the window and it's like, oh, he was there. No, he's not. Fucking awesome. They did that Wet Hot American Summer. Two characters are on a dock talking and then a girl's walking up and the one friend's like, oh, I'll let you have this one. And just gets up and steps off the dock into the water. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I was dying at that scene. Wet Hot American Summer is a masterpiece. It is fun. <laughs> we should probably do that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I th- he's um, the other great scene, too, I love is when uh, I think it's the same scene as when he's like in Jojo's bed and he's like, how are my pants? Do you think they should be bigger? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and I love that. I, Again, girl. just making fun of the times. Awesome. I mean, who like doesn't? fucking weirdo wearing big pants. That's that's a Hugo Boss uniform there. I mean, weird times, <laughs> dude. Weird fashion. I don't like the pants. <laughs> not not here for the parachute pants. No, no. I mean, I like them when it's like the old timey movie directors wearing them because it's just silly. <laughs> but people who take themselves too seriously, I guess those old timey movie directors do. They're like, I'm making cinema. This is my picture. With the hat and the freaking bugle thing. Yeah. <laughs> that says director on it. <laughs> yeah. Cut. <laughs> this doesn't make me any louder. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible shot. Let's do it again. <laughs> I think if Rebel had more screen time. She'd be more of a serious contender. I think ScarJo is amazing. Yeah. But she's like the bit of seriousness in the comedy. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'll take the comedy. And like the, sh- the the first time you see this movie, the shock factor of mm-hmm. Taika as Hitler. Like oh, you said it before. You, three and a half minutes into the movie and you're like, oh, this is what we're in for. Yeah. You're not even three and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's even faster than that. She also can't really have much She's the balance. She's she's the sorbet that cleans the palate. Yeah, she's like the the other side of the coin. Well, that, that more so the other side of the coin. Like, everyone's having a great fucking time and she's just here like, all right, ha ha. Like, people are dying. Yeah. And I I think she also um, grounds you in the film. Yeah. Every time, you know, you get 
you almost are in this dystopia that Jojo lives in with uh, the colors and this and that. And then every time Rosie's on screen, especially with Elsa, she really grabs. It, she just grounds you into the reality of the world they're living in. Mm-hmm. And um, just it completely brings you back to reality that um, this was a, a very difficult time for everyone. Yeah. You know? and, and at the same time, she's trying to protect Jojo yeah. from the harsh reality of what it really is because he's fucking 10. Yeah. So she'd rather just let him. She's using the HJA as a babysitter to a, to a point. Yeah, I'm and foremost. But also she's willing to just let him because it's not going to matter in 20 or 30 years the way she sees it because she sees an end to the war and, and the regime losing. Because the start, like we said, the start of this movie has got to be 44. Like, around Because the whole movie takes place over the course of maybe a week. No, it's a lot longer than that. You th- really? Yes. He gets blown up. He's in the well, hospital I mean, for months. From, I mean from after that. Oh, from after that? Um, That's the start of the movie. No, I would say it's probably a couple nah, months. Nah, wait, you said a how month long? month or two. Like a week. I don't think that that kid's entire mindset about Jews would change like that. Over no, I think it's a couple months. I would say it's at least a couple months. Maybe a month. He might reference it when he talks about how long he's been working on his book, too. It might. I mean, granted, it's a kid. You could be working on a book for two days and think it's been fucking forever, so... I'm trying to think if there's any real inclination in in clothing and weather. I don't think there is. It pretty much or stays the weather. same. No, it stays the same pretty much throughout the movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not pretty. Like spring to summer it, it, I would summer say it's be, one. But. It's one season. So it's like let's say it's spring to summer. It's like one. I, I would say it's like three months, maybe three to four maybe. months. You're working either with. way, either yeah. way, short, uh, short period of time. So that's what I was getting at. Just that she's trying to protect him. And like keep him blind to it and not understand the real stakes of anything. No, oh, we while not- still maintaining Elsa upstairs and not getting caught and doing whatever else she's doing yeah. when she's out. She's out. The one day when he first finds her, when Jojo first finds Elsa in the room, she doesn't come back until we can only assume very late at night because she will. Oh my God, what are you still doing up? Da 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 da. So we don't even know what her other goings on are outside of keeping the girl in the house. So until that one night when he's all pissy and she finally fucking snaps and goes and gets the ash from the fire and does the beard and fucking screams at him as the dad. But it's really her, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's just that's the moment where she like can't can't put on the brave face for the son anymore and has to be a little bit of tough love. Yeah. Also, that is a phenomenal thing. scene. What? The Bronson thing. When you're playing like two actors. I mean, it's done in other shit too. Much older of a technique, but. You ever seen Bronson? Yes. Excellent movie. Yeah. When he's doing the, I'm the mm-hmm. woman, I'm the man thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 She does that and it's fucking dope. I love those. And done well. Great conversation about her mental headspace, where she thinks she should be. How much she misses her husband. Mm-hmm. Wishes he was there to help her take care of this child and make Nazi Germany, not a thing anymore. Yeah, I think it's also implied that she's working on the underground. That she's well, yeah, because you see her, she's she's well, she hands dropping the, the paperwork and stuff. Yeah, but you also see her go. You see him follow her, and she goes into um like a obscure building, and it's I, I yeah. felt like they were implying that she's working with yeah these no they definitely stuff. are because yeah. even then when he's when he's in the cardboard box doing the metal for Hitler, that's what i'm talking about which we're, yeah yeah that's she puts the piece of paper down that says free germany 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. It does say yeah. free Germany. Yeah. And, yeah, she, yeah. and that's not the only time. She, it's the no. same piece of paper she comes in and throws in the fire when she gets home. Same thing. Oh, uh, yeah. She yeah. comes in and throws it in the fire. Yeah, the, she's just a great character throughout, honestly. Yep. Um, it's a lot of subtleties. You don't really pick up on it as well unless you're really paying attention. Yeah. The first and second time you watch it. I feel like it's right in your face. They're all done in close-ups. It's like, pay attention to this. It depends on how you watch when, the movie. When JoJo then. catches her, but when she throws the thing in the fire, it's a little bit more subtle. Yeah, then she's just throwing something. But when JoJo catches her, that's when it's meant to be made obvious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also, too, like, Make how, a pick. how would she know I'm locking in Taika. Make a pick, he she says. was. How would she... The friends with the daughter when they were younger. Yeah, but there's like isn't the story she she originally had left like she was leaving with her parents and then she ran away from them because she didn't want to leave, and she had been shipped around from house to house. Yeah, she bounced so around yeah, so I don't necessarily think that like that was what they said, but I don't necessarily think that Rosie knew any of her family. That's I. Oh, I don't think she knew the family at all. Right now, but you, I that's what I said. Like you were saying, never mind, doesn't matter. But I think it's just interesting. The whole entire thing. I think Taika is my lock-in, though. Yeah, Taika. Jojo. The kids are great. Jojo's great, and your you're picking is Jojo for best Jojo. actor. I'm picking Jojo. Imagine okay. telling a fucking kid like you. You have to. I believed he was a Nazi Nazi fanatic. That's a child, dude. He made me believe he wanted to be a fucking Nazi. Like, uh, he's pretty great he's like god damn it woman my face looks like a street map yo yeah. that's such a great line yeah you're talking to fucking scarlet yeah you have to say god he's, damn it he woman. is a sassy little and fucker and you need to be sassy you need to be you need to tr like try and, and be the power one in this scene and, and his limp is hysterical and you look at taika and say fuck you hitler and kick him yeah like and you're looking at fucking black widow black widow Black yeah, Widow, yeah. and you're telling her, God damn it, woman, like you're <laughs> my face looks like Yeah, you yell at her like, I think you're done eating now. If you're done eating, I'll just take your food, huh? Feeling huh? extra hungry yeah. tonight. He slams yeah. the bread in the bowl. Like every scene, he thinks he's smarter than other people in the room. Which is such a child thing. It is, but like not if you're not like that in real life. Like if you're if you're actually like a really sweet listening kid respecting adults and then all of a sudden you got to pull out this state of like power and convince me that you want to be a Nazi. Right. But so at this point, he is brainwashed. He's been brainwashed by the Hitler youth groups yes. to only love Nazis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, so like, of course, he's going to I don't think that's any I think the whole Nazi you don't think that makes it for a good actor. Oh, that no, that's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm speaking on the character. Oh, I'm speaking on the actor. I thought we were doing best actor. No, we are. Okay. We are doing best actor. No, I don't disagree with you. I think JoJo's great in this movie. Yeah. I mean, he's the titular character here. He, The camera is almost always on him. Yeah. He does do a, a lot of great stuff. I just, I mean, you know, it's very hard to do what Taika did. Yeah. And I think the directing goes He's into very it. funny. The directing goes into it even though it's shown it. It's kind of like the NFL MVP award where playoff games matter even though they're not supposed to. Like the fact that he directed it and did this role mm -hmm. means something to me. Yeah. That gives him the edge. I yeah. agree. I think it does add something because it shows his talent and it shows his level of ability. Because if you can, he's 
he's a big part of this movie. He's in it a lot. So to be able to um, step away, except out of the director's chair and step in front of the camera while still being in the director's chair, it's one of the hardest things to do. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever uh, directed and acted. I don't act. Okay. I don't I, do it. I've done it. It's very difficult. I'm sure it is. Yeah. And you have to really, really rely on your your um, DP and your AD. Yeah. You have to. Like if somebody you, didn't tell Clint Eastwood to stop doing that. Someone didn't tell him. No. <laughs> no, and it's it's like Grand Torino. We could talk about that heaping pile of trash. I'm not, not a huge Grand Torino fan, honestly. Not no. not huge. Grand Get off my lawn! It's kind of like like consistently directing and starring in a in a movie is kind of like the drummer in the band that's also the lead singer. Yeah, it's just like, there's <laughs> like too much it's noise. It's just eventually <laughs> not gonna work, dude. You're not gonna be able to drum and sing. It's just it well, never works out. You know, and no, honestly, too, it it. It's very difficult to, it's very difficult to direct and to act. Like it's, they're both two separate things that are hard to do in their own way. And to split yourself and be able to turn off one mindset to turn on and turn on another mindset, it's just a hundred percent. It's, it's a little, you have to be a little schizo. So I, I, I think, I think he has an improv background. He does. Okay. So if you have an improv background, it's kind of like, easy to just jump into a character and do that character thing and he is such a like a niche style of comedy yeah he just lives that that's just where he fucking chills all the time like even in interviews and shit he's just he's just always locked yeah. in and uh thor ragnarok he like is every he in thor ragnarok? yeah he plays the big rock dude i forget his name hey bro we're gonna oh. get on a ship you want to come the dude who's the dude who's playing xbox in in endgame that same character yeah yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 That character. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he also directs Ragnarok. I don't know why. Yes. Yeah, I know he directs yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't I didn't know he he was in it though. Yeah. So every funny. line that Big Rock dude drops is like, you just said that in such a funny way. It's like he just fucking lives in such a great humor that um Yeah, I think he did a great job as Hitler, and I wouldn't want anybody else to play Hitler probably till the end of time, even if it's a serious movie. Yeah, I feel the same way. RDJ is Tony Stark, Taika is Hitler. Those two characters are off the fucking market. Yeah, retire the jersey. Yeah, Yeah, literally. Retire it ain't all stashed, dude. He'll be like 80. Put it in the Hall of Fame. It's over with. Yeah, but he'll be like 80 and do it. But I also think, too, because he wrote this, so... I do think a part of it. If oh, you, he went for the triple play. He did. Yeah. Triple play. That's yeah. it. It's time to like, move on. I <laughs> And honestly, too, though, I feel like if you are a writer and an actor, and especially if you are a director, too, it, it actually benefits you. But you know how to write a role for yourself. Yeah. Like I will. I almost never would act in someone else's things because it's like I don't really list myself as an actor. It's not something like I really want to do. I enjoy it, but it's not like my trade. And there's. There's professional actors who are 10 times better than me that would nail that role a thousand times better. And that's kind of my feeling about it. So if I am acting, it tends to be in something that either like someone very close to me who knows me wrote for me or I wrote for myself. Because I, it's like. I call that the the Seth Rogen effect. Yeah. Like Seth Rogen would not. Be, he's not an actor. He would not be an actor if he wasn't a writer who wrote stuff for, that only he could play. He was in Donnie Darko. No, I know that. I know I know that he's actually an actor, but I'm saying, like, look at all of his major role. Like, if he wasn't the writer that he was, or Judd. Would he be who or Judd, but forget it. But if Judd's if like we my start Vinny. playing that game, then But he, Judd's like my Vinny. It's like he me met Judd when Vinny. he was right. seventeen. Yeah, no, but he started he, working with um, No, he started no, working with Judd on on um Freaks it was uh, no. It was earlier than that? 
um, Undeclared, yeah. I think, was before Freaks and oh, Geeks. That right. ran for one season. It was him yes. and Jay Baruchel. And I don't think Frank, maybe. No. Franco wasn't on no. it, but I think. Um, um, uh, so yeah. Jason Siegel was Siegel, was Siegel. on it too. Yes, that went for one season and then got canceled. And I'm I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that was before Freaks and Geeks. I think you're right because that's how Rogan got on Freaks and Geeks because he had already known him from Undeclared. I didn't. Wasn't one of them the ones that brought Franco in to Judd Apatow? Wasn't it Rogan who brought Franco in to Judd Apatow? I don't remember. I feel like it was one of them brought. Franco in for Freaks and Geeks. So it was like, oh no, I know someone who would be good for this. But in terms of the superstardom that Rogan has, the super bad, he wrote that when he was 16. Who else was playing? You know, uh, well, super bad, he didn't start in. Him and Evan Goldberg were when they were in high school. Oh. That's why the main characters' names are Seth and Evan. Oh. No shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Learn something new every day. (laughs) So moving on, what do we got next? Uh, Heat check, best scene. What do you want to do? You, what's your heat check? Heat check? Or what do you want to do? I don't care. No, we'll do heat check. Uh, I think there's one man and one man only who deserves this award. And part of the problem is that there's not a lot of guys who really qualify for it that deserve it. So I'm got, it's Stephen Merchant as the head of the Gestapo. I was going to go Alfie. I thought Alfie would get a heat check. I think Alfie's in I think it he's too in it too much. He's in uh, every really? scene. He doesn't speak in. a lot, but he's yeah. in it a well, lot. That was the thing. I was going for the doesn't speak a lot. Yeah. When you look at Steve Merchant, he's only in it for about seven minutes. He's only that one scene. That one part. They come in to Heil, Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler, yeah. Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler. Oh, I was Heil Hitlering the boy. And then yeah, we Heil were Heil Hitlering you. And then we Heil Hitlering each Heil other. And now we're here. Like, <laughs> oh, this is a little Nazi boy's bedroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I they, that's a- when they find the book and they're like, oh my God, look, this one's hanging upside down like a bat. Look at that. <laughs> Who wrote this, please? This is del- this is delightful. And, and that's I- when he does the, oh, you know, they call, oh, we think a communist is hiding behind our fridge. <laughs> it's just mold, basically the same thing. But you know, the job is the job. The other great line too is when he's standing there, he's like, I know you've heard a rumor that Hitler only has one ball. This is false. He has four. <laughs> no, doesn't he say this is completely ridiculous? Uh, no, he's like, this is completely inaccurate. He has four. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a great life. I, yeah. I agree. I think he, he just the, the, mon- the monotonous, 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 monotonous. Yeah. That word struggling <laughs> of the whole part where they do the how Hitler like 15 yeah. times. And then to amazing. Elsa too. Yeah. Dude, absolutely amazing. And then the girl walks in and it's like a little weird, like when they how Hitler her. Yeah. And kind of you see, like, she oh, doesn't. She looks at him like you might as well have just lashed me yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. And then. Dishes out like 12 Heil Hitlers. And then JoJo like, does it. He's like, Heil Hitler. Oh, yeah. Because it was like, this is just a thing that they're doing. And then you know, once they say it the first time to her, it's like, oh, fuck. Now she's got to like, just go with it. And you see her mind playing. Yeah. And she's fantastic too, because she is, to me, she's almost like a calculating actress where every move she makes, every line she says, you see that character playing in her head you see her eye you see it within her eyes this fear and hurt but strike she really it was an amazing character too elsa but she also pretty much from the word go understands that jojo isn't a nazi yes she from the pretty much from the very beginning of the movie understands that he's not a nazi and that he's not actually going to hurt her well, don't we we see Rosie and her have a heart to heart before that? So you couldn't assume that Rosie no, has told that. her. 
Is it, it before? It was after that? It was after. It was oh. after they met a couple. Joe John her met a couple times. Yeah, then she got like, both of the she's knives. Oh, that's you, right. And that's I'm losing right. all my knives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's how'd right. She, how'd, she, how'd she overpower you? I don't know. She must have used, her, what did she say? She must have used the brain powers. Yeah. It was just something uh, ridiculous. So, uh, we're all in agreement, Steve Merchant. I'm trying to think of like who it's else it's hard. I don't. Be. I really don't think there's anyone else that. Like, I mean, you, you, I mean the weasel in, kid. The we- <laughs> he's not the one. The weasel kid, I think, is the only nominee in the rare movie where we don't have a Kristen Stewart award for terrible acting. I feel like he might be the only one who you might have a go at. But other than no, him, I'd say it's his buddy's worst acting. The other one, the, yeah, it's the one of the two kid. of them. And other than that, it's hard because the acting in this movie is so fucking phenomenal. Um, I mean, I think Yorkie's in it too much, but you could argue Yorkie. Yorkie I think, is in it too much. Yeah. Okay, I'm going with Gestapo. Okay. Um, most favorite scene. Yeah, favorite scene. Yeah. Polarizing does kind of work for this movie, though. Like the burning of the books might be, you know, but this, <laughs> but the way I'm, that this movie is done, and you know, but. Eh, I mean, ta- saying that Jew- Jews made it with fish, that's pretty polarizing. The shoes. <laughs> uh, we used to live in caves. Yeah. Either the shoes or the, uh, the, the dinner. The shoes at the end? Yeah, when she's dead. Oh, that's just an amazing scene. It's yeah. just a beautiful scene. That or the dinner. But, yeah, one of the two. Hmm. So tough. The whole ending sequence where Rebels like winding them up. Here's a gun. You're a member of the Nazi army now. Go get him. Shoot anyone who doesn't look like us. And she's just like, Jojo, put this on so you don't get shot. (laughs) Kill anyone who doesn't look like us. And I also love how like, and part part of this is that the entire movie is basically told through Jojo's eyes. So it's a big world and a small person's point of view. But no matter where this fucking kid winds up, these three specifically, Captain K, his lover, and Rebel, are always wherever he is. They were all at the summit, the weekend summit. Then all three of them got sent to do the the propaganda shit. And then she's also the physical therapist working out his leg at the pool. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, these two happen to be there with the rest of the HGA boys doing underwater combat in case they ever have to fight in a pool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is another great scene of Taika swimming. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Phenomenal. And the the kids are getting stuck, like drowning. And um, then they're fighting the war. The battle yeah. is happening in their backyard and JoJo's just fucking medal for Hitler, which is amazing. All of the propaganda yeah. stuff I think is great. When they first give him the posters to go hand put up yeah. and he's gluing the poster on the wall, every time he passes Hitler's face, it's it, it the face changes. Yeah. There's yeah. a different emotion. And then the medal for Hitler, great. But the fact that like everywhere this kid turns, the same three or four people are always there. Yeah. Like, JoJo, yeah. you're still here. <laughs> Go yeah. die for your country now. <laughs> or also it's right- what in you the, wanted, right? Right in the beginning when we get introduced to Captain K, where he goes, uh, I was you know, a soldier of Germany until I lost my eye in the battle. And my superiors decided that no good soldier is made of a one-eyed man. And then he picks up the gun and starts shooting. Can a one-eyed man do this? Yeah. <laughs> amazing uh i yeah i have to say like the whole sequence honestly from him running away after 
they try to make him kill the rabbit and that whole conversation with Hitler, Yorkie coming in and being like, were you crying? He's like, what are you, the tear police? He's like, no, guess not. <laughs> that to him running, throwing the grenade and then that, this, the, this, the like, um, your sound coming back and you yeah. have Yorkie's face come in and he just starts screaming. Then you have Hitler's face come in and he faints. faints. And yeah. then he's in the hospital and he gets put in uh, Rebel Wilson looks at him and goes, OMG, it's like a Picasso painting, which Picasso wasn't really around during that time. So that's a little <laughs> inaccurate, but that was definitely an improv line. That whole thing too, when when Taika's running yeah, in the was, hospital, fuck, yeah. giving him the thumbs up. <laughs> and, and then his face he, is he, like, he gives the yeah. thumbs up and he sees himself covered in blood and passes out. You know, he's all, he's all like the face too. He's like, but well, also one more I got to get out is the... Uh, Yorkie, I thought I was your best friend, Jojo. And she's like, well, that is a spot that is reserved for the Fuhrer. So unless you are Adolf Hitler living in a young fat boy's body, you should be happy with second place. <laughs> no, I guess I'm just a fat kid living in a fat kid's body. <laughs> Those are some of my favorites. I don't know. It's hard to. I think I'm, I'm settling on the, the opening scene with the, that whole thing with the grenade. The opening from the Jojo Rabbit hunting carrots, that whole deal. Yeah, yeah, the whole sequence is incredible. I think to the ending of when, um, you know, he's like, oh, good for you, Jojo. You got yourself a girlfriend. That's phenomenal to right after all like the explosions or whatever. And he sees Yorkie again. Yorkie's no longer in a Nazi uniform. He's now in his onesies. Like he's in his like shirt and his his underwear. And they uh -huh. hug each other because they're, they're both okay. And he's yeah. like, I need to go find my mom. I need to cuddle. And he just runs <laughs> off. And it's like every single scene he is in, he makes me Yoke so happy. Yo, Yorkie has a character arc. Holy shit. Yeah. He's, he's like, so oh, joyful. No, right. I'm a child. I'm just going to go. And that's the thing, too, because like <laughs> you see him and they hug and he's like, you ready to go like have a great weekend? They're both like, yeah. And they're at school and they go and they have this weekend. And that whole entire time they're together when they um, um, the what's the throwing knives they're yeah. throwing stars and they're throwing the stars at the tree and Yorkie throws a star at the tree and it gets stuck in the kid's leg yeah uh -huh. you know, like they have all these great like great like scenes together of just two little boy best friends just guys being dudes yeah you yeah, know and it's just bros. and it's great and I I I just I, I love I I love Yorkie so much and I really do appreciate any scene he's in. Like, he should have a spinoff show. I don't know what it is. I would 100% watch <laughs> it. his mom fucking baking bread in post-World War II Germany. Dude. They open a bakery. That's it. That is 100% it. It's him and his mom, yeah. Julia Child, baking for the world in France. Um, I probably am going to say. Yorkie's Kitchen. Oh, my God. I'm literally going to call all my anime friends and be like, I got the, the greatest idea. Let's get Tycho on the phone. Um... I, I think the 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 sequence of the rabbit. I think that's just incredible. And two, we learn why he's Jojo Rabbit. That's when we learn. Yeah. You know, so I would say that. All right. Side note: While we're talking about this scene, because we discussed this last night, if you had to kill the rabbit, would you be able to grab it by its neck and snap its neck? Because okay. I said I would probably grab it with both of my hands by its hind legs and like gronk spot get into the ground and hope that killed it and hit a rock. Not even the ground's hard enough. I'm going to throw this thing with. I don't want it to suffer. I just don't think I could snap its neck with two hands, especially when I was ten. If I was ten, my my. If I'm ten, I'm probably gonna drop kick its head, and hope that breaks its skull or its neck. I'm fighting the kids. 
I'm not killing the rabbit. I'm not killing the rabbit. I'm fighting them. No, I'm saying if you had to, do you think you could snipe Like gun to the head? No. How to yeah, like, like you're at Hitler Youth Camp and they're going to assume you're with the Jews if you don't kill the rabbit. It's a rock in between another rock. Or it's a rock sandwich. I mean, if if like I don't like if it's a life or death matter, like I'm going to die if I don't kill this rabbit. Yeah, I can snap the rabbit's neck. I think I'd go for like a gronk at no. 10. At 10. It's, or it's a, it's, it's, it's like a celery. Boot, it's, it's a boot to a rock. It's a stomp. It's a people's elbow. Like st- well, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the sucker with the big boot, and then I'm gonna fucking get the crowd pumped up. Here's the I'm thing, take though. Take off the elbow pad, and I'm gonna fake here, the leg drop and drive the yeah, elbow. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. You don't want it to suffer. Yet you're you're you walked out with WWE entrance music. There's smoke going, and you're you're healing it up for the crowd. I mean, that thing is gonna suffer. Like you're better off just snapping the thing's neck. Off. No, that thing wouldn't know what's going on. It could think it's at a rave for all it knows. It doesn't. No, I really it's think it's it, it, gonna happen. I would probably <laughs> drop kick its head or just Gronk spike it right into the ground. No. I don't think you'd kill it with a Gronk. I don't even That's know if I'd saying. kill a rabbit with a Gronk spike right now. You have a better chance of killing the on rabbit the, quickly. On dirt? Eh. Snapping the its neck. Floor? You never killed a chicken before? Snap its neck. Have you ever killed a chicken before? No, but you snap its neck. <laughs> you ever killed you anything? It like... <laughs> Oh, you never done this? I have killed you know, things in my life, chickens? babe. Are you kidding me? Um, what's next? <laughs> um, we did best performance, heat check. Uh, most quote, or uh, best quote. Okay. Stop offering me damn cigarettes. I'm 10. Sorry, I'm stressed. Uh, oh, you got yourself a girlfriend, Jojo. I think good for you, Jojo. Yeah. You got yourself a girlfriend. <laughs> I need, I'm going to go home and find my, ma- my mom. I need cuddles. Um, <laughs> here are your pamphlets and here's your gun. Let's see. I think I had 18. What a great year to be a girl. I had 18 babies for Germany. <laughs> she does this like. <laughs> I think that one's great. I think, um, oh my God, people used to say a lot of nasty things about me. Oh, this guy's a lunatic. Oh, look at that cycle. He's going to get us all killed. That's a great line too. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. No, you know what the best line is? Fuck off, Hitler. That's the best line. When he kicks him yeah, right out the door. That's a pretty good line. That's a great line. Fuck off Hitler. Who doesn't love fuck off Hitler? Fuck off Hitler is a good one. I mean, if I, I wasn't going to do that one, I'd probably say. I love the beginning. Or, I don't um, know if that What does she say? What does Scarlett Joe What does Scar Joe say to Captain K when she knees him in the nuts? You're the reason my son looks like a... What is that? Oh line? my god, that's a great line. That's too. a phenomenal line. I just can't remember. The, you know, the punchline is the only thing I can't remember. So mm-hmm. honestly, one of the, I, I think one of the best lines is, "My face looks like a goddamn road map." Yeah. <laughs> god damn it, woman! My <laughs> face looks like a street map. That's his face <laughs> like a street map. I think that's a great line too. Um, How's the leg, kid? Uh, pretty good. Only hurts eighty percent of the time now. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, you know what I think the best line is though? Um, what they could. I think that's just such an amazing line. It has layers. It has so many layers. And like, you know, what they, because it is, it's the scene too where she's just standing there. He walks up to her and says, what they do. And yeah. she responds, what they could. Yeah. I think that's, it says volumes about her character, but it also says volumes about the film. This is, this is also the second movie we've done now with public hangings are involved. And I'm going to say it again. Big fan of public hangings. <laughs> yes. Bring them back. Bring them back. Bring them back. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to end this, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the public hangings. Yeah. New score? Um, nah, I'm 9 3. Second with my 9. I'll up it to a 9. <laughs>
Nein. Nein. <lacht> yeah. All right, guys, I guess. Yeah, all in all, Jojo Rabbit, good film, two thumbs up. Definitely Go recommend. It. Check it out if you haven't yet. It's no longer on HBO Max. You're going to have to buy it. For 20 hours. Yeah, like an adult. I well, that's it. what we had to do. Fair time. enough. We had to buy it like adults. Yeah. Emily he, bought it like an adult. Yeah, it was on my card. <laughs> he pledged purchase. Just buy it and then yeah. you're done paying for it. Well, honestly, like as soon as he was like, it's not my thing, I was like, buy it. I didn't even look at the number. I was like, buy that movie. I don't care. Mm-hmm. That movie 100% needs to be owned. Definitely spend 20 bucks. Oh, easy. Good 20 bucks. Easy. That, I'll get my money's worth in two weeks of that movie. Mm-hmm. So. All right, people. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show, whatever movie it was about. Uh, This is a generic pre-recorded outro, but we hope you had fun. We sure do. Thanks for listening. See you next week. And the only prescription is more cowbell. We will not go quietly into the night. Stay gold, pony boy. I will not die sober. Get those fucking loose. That's all, folks.